This episode of Movie Beatdown is sponsored by you. After you've enjoyed the show, show your support at moviebeatdown.com slash donate. To infinity and beyond! This is Movie Beatdown. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome back. We're here to rediscovering movies with Blake Snyder's book, Save the Cat. This is episode 13, brought to the week of July 30th, 2015, uh, recorded right in the heart of South City, St. Louis. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and with me, as always, is Paulie Godbout. Good evening. Hey, man. Today, we will be beating down the first feature-length computer-animated motion picture, Toy Story. Very much looking forward to that. IMDb says, this is a, cow- this is a story about a cowboy doll who is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure supplants him as top toy in a boy's room. Once again, IMDb knocks it out of the park, that log line. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, this, this one is directed by John Lasseter. Um, also original story by John Lasseter, Pete Docker, uh, or Doctor, Doctor? Andrew Stanton and uh, Joe Rant. That's a that's a wonderful one. Ramped. I'm sure there's a better way. Uh, screenplay by surprise, surprise. I was surprised. I, I guess I didn't know this. Josh Whedon. Joss. Joss. What did I say? Josh. Uh, who Who is known mostly for Roseanne. That's mostly what you know him for. <laughs> yeah. Also mostly known for his greatest work, Dollhouse. We've already talked about that. Move along. <laughs> and uh, Cabin in the Woods and, uh, and, and some movie called The Avengers. I haven't seen it, so I don't know anything. Uh, Andrew Stanton, uh, Stanton, sorry, uh, Bugs Life, Toy Story Two, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Wally, uh, Toy Story Three, Finding Dory, coming to a theater near you, and apparently uh, he gets a little credit for Toy Story Four, which is rumored to be coming out here in a few years. Um, Joe Cohen, Joel Cohen, who did Garfield. He's known for Garfield and Evan Almighty, which gets him a, a black mark in my book. And Alec uh, Socolo, who is also, basically he did the same stuff as Joel. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little weird to me. I don't want to diss anybody because yeah. I could never write anything even as good as Garfield. And Garfield's <laughs> not good. But if I, if I could, I think I could do it alone. Oh, yeah? I think I could do that poorly alone, you know? Yeah. Well, I know those guys are, uh, I mean, they're writing partners. So like, if you look at the, it's it, this stupid nerd technical stuff, but if you look at the opening credits, it'll say Joss Wheaton and, and then it'll the say the guys. word and, yeah. and then the way that you show that it's a writing team is you have the ampersand or just a symbol. Uh, Cause technically according to WGA rules, you can only have X amount of screenwriters on that actually get credit. Even so if you have 10 to have team them together. And, yeah. So it's, it, it gets into weird nonsense stuff but anyway moving along from nerd stuff into more nerd stuff let's talk about the movie <laughs> yeah we're gonna start this beat sheet uh if you don't know much about uh save the cat I always like to try to say you can check it out uh, amazon.com and and uh save the cat is um a book about screenwriting and it uses uh basically these 15 beats and gives them names and um and we like to try to d- dissect or reverse engineer movies uh, using that formula. So uh, we're going to do that right now. First thing we like to do is find out what the genre of the movie is. Um, 
I, I've read a lot about it. I've seen this movie a lot. And, 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 and my first, first, my first uh, thing to write down was buddy, buddy love. And I, and I think that's right. But as I watched it the second and third time, I want to say it's mostly dude with a problem. Even though Pixar themselves would say we wrote a buddy love movie, we watched 42 and a bunch of other shows from the 80s about buddy love. Everything I see is is mostly hinging on Woody needing to change his attitude, not necessarily needing to connect with Buzz and vice versa. So if I had to, you held a gun to my head though, I would say buddy love slash dude with a problem. Well, yeah, I would just keep it at simply buddy love. Um, okay. I, mean, I think, you know, I, thought, I think pretty much any movie you could squeeze in dude with a problem, you know. Um, but with this one, I, th- I think you get into the, I mean, to me, this is, I don't know if Blake Snyder talks about this, but it's a, it's a two hander. Uh, both of both, um, both buddies have a problem. Both of them have something that they need the other's help uh, to get over and it's going to be working together uh, that they're eventually going to going to come to realize what their flaws are and, and their mistaken view of the world. Um, and, and I, there's even some parts of it that it's, it's kind of like, you know, that you, especially towards the end of the, of the film, um, you know, you get kind of some dual beats because as yes, Buzz's do. eyes begin to open metaphorically, you know, it, it kind of happens at the same time as Woody's and they're sort of working together. And so like, there's a, there comes a point where it's like they, they both are down in the dumps and they both start kind of almost helping each other. And that's where it like really gets into like the heart of two handed buddy love, you know, kind of, kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's where, to me, where it really proves itself is that is, is, it comes to a certain point toward the end and then or three quarters of the way through whatever. And then just from then on, it's like, these guys are a team it's back and forth. Uh, you know, one guy does something good. That is, uh, his, his, his new way of doing things. And that helps the other guy to do something. That's a new way, you know, back and forth. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and, and that is, that is in the, uh, in the tail end of the movie when they finally get synchronized, I, I just, um, I just kept going back to looking at looking at things from Woody's perspective and what was affecting him because he's obviously our protagonist. He's the main dude with a close second being obviously Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, but but everything is kind of told from his perspective with the exception of, of Buzz going to see, having his own little split off time with the television, mm-hmm. finding the reality. But we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Um, so... Uh, Basically, our protagonist, like we said, is is Woody, and uh, his flaw <laughs> is he is a self centered son of a gun. <laughs> he is selfish. He is uh, he he wants to be uh, the top toy. Yeah, and, and I'll give you that. Uh, the the I I think that I'm assuming that everyone in the free world and in the not free world has seen this movie. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I think that, but it, it, on the off chance that someone hasn't seen this movie and for whatever weird reason they're listening to this show, um, I think that they would, if they heard that and then they went and watched the movie, they would not know who Woody is based on your description. I, I agree. I totally agree. I have loved this movie. And full full disclosure, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. This is the movie that I met Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been collecting Buzz Lightyear specific hymn stuff since 1996. I bought my first Buzz Lightyear on my honeymoon. Um, and still to this day, I'm looking look for, I've gotten a lot more particular in these years. But so 
uh, I was surprised as crap when I really started watching Woody, like I said, and realized what a butthole. Well, and he see, and, and I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that because I think that in a lot of a lot of movies, he does like, a lot of yelling. Though he does a lot of yelling, but he's he, he's he's whining more than yelling. I think. I mean, there is a lot well, of. Yelling. I take I took it like 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 the per, like a family that kind of yells at each other. Sure. Hey, get your shoes off! The th-. And they're not really mad. They yeah. just they're comfortable talking to each other that way. Yeah. So well, I think I think he he's he's whiny. I mean he he you're right. Like he he does want to be the top toy and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's more like they they paint him in the beginning like he's a great guy. Everyone loves him in mm-hmm. the beginning, and he's not pretending to be something that he's not. He's um, or anything like that. But that's the whole point of the movie. That and we'll get into that in a minute. So it's it's more his his like. He's got like this one thing in 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 his life that he's kind of like, as long as this is here, meaning that I am the top toy, then I'm going to continue to be everyone's best friend and, and the world will be right. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you like that deep down underneath and that does come out as the story goes along. But in the beginning, like it's not as it's a little bit more nuanced and hidden. I agree, that, you know, but it does it does come to show that like later on, yeah, he he's he's a jerk. Well, I didn't <laughs> so. realize I I didn't realize a lot of things, um, but I did as I was going through it, like you said, with the writer glasses on or whatever. Woody causes all the problems, mm-hmm. you know. He, um, yeah, B- Buzz is kind of complicates some things here and there, but he causes the main issue. All the thing, he's his own worst enemy. There yeah. is no villain. That's moving to our next thing. The antagonist, um, is, there, there is no bad guy. Yes, there's Sid. Sure, but is he? Does he have an overarching plan to destroy the no. toys that are next door? No. No. He is part of the environment that, that the toys find themselves in. Um, I, I kind of put down that Woody's own selfishness. Sure. He, he's, it's his situation he puts himself in or his, his selfishness puts himself in that causes the issue. Yeah. It's the, it, to me, it's the egos and the identities of our two main characters that that's their, their biggest flaw. That's their, their source of antagonism. The other thing that I wrote down, and I'm just going to put this out there because just to hear what you think, but, um, I'm going to put down and because I agree with you, this person is not a villain. They're not then an, the antagonist, but Mr. Potato head is the closest <laughs> thing a- that we get because in the very <laughs> beginning, Andy even has him as the bad guy. Uh, in, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the, the bank robbery whole deal. And then it's always when something happens, it's Mr. Potato Head who is the one who comes up and, and says, yeah, he's dark. Oh, yeah, he's he's dark and he's the one. That, hockey that, puck right that, from the beginning. Yeah, the hockey puck. And then and then as we'll get to a little bit later, he but like throws there's the 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 lifeline away. Yeah. Throws the lifeline away. Uh, he, he's the one who says that, you know, you know, something's happened. Humpty Dumpty and it's was pushed. Yes. And then even on the truck later on, he's the one who, you know, uh, he's at it again. And, or no, I think that's Rex, but anyway, but yeah, so all throughout the movie, he's the one who is actually voicing like what people <laughs> should do. So he's the closest thing to a stereotypical, antagonist villain bad guy but even then it's like you're no one walked out of this movie like hating right. mr potato head well because <laughs> mostly he was just the voice of the of the others you know because yeah. they were kind of there they were just one character all of them um you know when they were referred to rex and all of them they were kind of a conglomeration of yeah. we're looking through the window 
for seven days down in this bush with a flashlight. We're not going to give up doing yeah. that <laughs> forever. <laughs> no matter how stupid it is. Um, but uh, anyway, oh, I, just as far as Buzz, though, you, you said it a lot fancier than I would. I, I just wrote that Woody, Woody's selfish and Buzz is clueless. Sure. He comes out, and that's what I loved about him, uh, not just his coloring and his, his character and his personality, but the fact that he absolutely 100% believes that he is the Buzz Lightyear. He is a space ranger. All this time, I thought it was an act. Yeah. You know, No, he really <laughs> yeah. believes it. And I might be able to quote a lot of this movie. So just I'm going to be depending on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so antagonist, maybe, uh, I think we have, uh, you know, like I said, w the, 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 the potato head, we got, we got Sid, um, and we have the situation, uh, we have, we also have Scud, the dog, yeah. you know, who, who is a, uh, kind of a henchman kind of thing too, but, but no big Jafar, you know, right, right. no, uh, giant grasshopper like in Bugs Life, but, but Bugs Life, I was about to say Bugs Life here. Which would fit with the way that uh, Woody continually light refers snack, to yeah. light snack, light beer, all that stuff. <laughs> Which I didn't notice until like the eighth time that I watched oh. the movie. It's so great. Light snack. Uh, he's great. He's great. Um, so, uh, but anyway, the, the, the antagonist, though, as far as the ultimate one, I said was a situation. I wrote down here that it is just simply not being with Andy. That, that is, is the problem. Yeah. is we have got to get back. We are not with Andy. Anytime we're not with Andy, we're a lost toy. I mean, yeah. that was devastating. I remember when I first saw it, it was devastating. And uh, we're not going to be right until we get back there. Um, let's move into our opening image. Um, there's a lot going on here, obviously, the, the credits and our, and our song um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we, like you said, bad black Bart, you know, it's, and he's sent home with the wife and tater tots and then the girl eats him and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but what I, what I see until they get all the way down the railing, you know, and the whole thing till that whole deal's over is I take away, not only do I get introduced to everybody, but I take away Woody is his favorite toy. Boom. That yeah, was the message. That, that's the message. I, some of the things that I pinpointed with that, you know, Woody, Woody is obviously Andy's favorite toy. We talked about this already. Black Bart uh, is the bad guy, even in that uh, scenario. Um, but we also get a peek into the fact, imagine you'd never seen a preview. Everybody knew what this movie was about, but imagine you hadn't. We get, we're seeing things here and there through his eyes. You know, it's the spinning chair, uh, the, the trip down the banister. Mm -hmm. we yeah. get, so we get a, we get a taste that, oh, Maybe there's a life there. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got uh, on here, um, you know, that uh, Woody is is uh, the star of Andy's imagination. So he's not only the leader of the toys in in their world, but he's also the leader of the toys in Andy's world. Um, you know, uh, Woody is, you know, uh, or Andy is Woody's favorite favorite deputy and kind of his sidekick. Because mm. that's kind of another thing that, you know, I'll kind of talk about a little bit later um but you know uh i'm losing his name andy it's written yeah. right here <laughs> anyway uh andy actually like changes his whole world to fit into woody's world so it's you know everything about his room is all you know it's there's there's a cloud theme right. that goes on which is an interesting contrast with buzz but blah, blah blah um you know but everything is all about cowboys and he's wearing the cowboy hat and and, and andy just has such a great imagination and loves toys so much that when he 
when he falls in love with a toy, he just, his whole world like becomes that thing. And so that's what they show us. Like you said, his whole world is Woody. It's not just simply that Woody is his favorite toy, but everything about him is wanting to be like Woody. So, Hmm. wow. Which which another, another, this is kind of like a side thing that I have on here. Um, that, that again, there's something that that's going on with, with the sky stuff. Like there's the sky wallpaper. Um, you know, the very first thing we hear Woody say is reach for the sky. Andy makes, uh, Woody fly through the sky. It's like all these things that even Buzz the painting will, in the hallway, he yes, goes past. Buzz is going to be this thing that like Andy is like wanting all of these things that are up in the air, blah, blah. blah. I don't, I don't have it all pieced <laughs> together, but it's just like, there's so much that's just like leading towards like as much as he loves Andy, there is room in his imagination for something bigger, something beyond this whole deal. Mm. Um, so there's that. And then I also had one other thing that I thought was interesting is, um, and this is kind of a side thing, but Rex actually has like a lot of lines in this movie more so than a lot of the other minor toys. Um, but it's great because the very first time that we see Rex, Andy is using him as a terrifying like guard dinosaur. And so in Andy's imagination, Rex is terrifying. But then the rest of the whole movie, because again, I feel like we're going to get this in a second. This is a movie about egos and identities and all that stuff. Rex thinks that he's not scary and he's always asking, you know, if he is terrifying and if, and you know, all that stuff and, and, up to it. Yeah. yeah and, and, and in Andy's mind, it's like, no, you are amazing. You are better than you realize. And that's going to be something that comes up, you know, later on with Woody and all that kind of stuff. It's so. interesting because that all, everything you've been talking about for the last um, few minutes is addressed and seems to be the main theme in a short that has been recently released called toy story of the lost or something like that. Uh, hmm. Land of the Lost. It's basically a uh, a side character um, struggles with in in the playtime. She's never any. She's never a dinosaur. She's always this thing or that hmm. thing or whatever. She's one of the ones that gets turned into Woody's world, for lack of a better phrase, like okay. you said. And she finally gets to become and comes to her own and gets to be you know what she wanted to be. And uh, so it's it's neat how they're still pulling out things like that from from the first movie. I'd also like to say that this whole uh, opening scene is is thrown in uh, as the opening to uh, Toy Story 3. And it is, it is, is it, really? it is shown in real life all the way from the monkeys to the guard dog, to the, the train going off the tracks and the whole deal. Huh. I've only it, seen Toy Story three once. Yeah. I loved it. I remember thinking, well, why did it take me so long to see it? Toy but Story two that. started with him playing a video game that you thought was really Buzz Lightyear doing awesome things. And I was very upset when he wasn't, <laughs> uh, but toy story three, two, three takes that whole play scene and acts it out as if it were real. Now there's some deviations and stuff, but huh. bad, bad Bart's in there. Um, you know, and it's really, it's really neat. So if you haven't, uh, noticed that then, yeah, I haven't watched it. I need to go back and watch that one again. Well, we need to do all these eventually because toy story two is a great movie in its own right. So it's a great sequel and they just got better. Um, theme stated, uh, was, was hard for me. I went through it a few times and what I've come to, because I, what I've decided about this movie and it's something I actually read when I did some research for it is Lassiter's thing with this is, and, and his creators is that in this world, the toys, you know, like their, their beginning and their ending is getting and being with their person, their Mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. And so with that in mind, 
Um, I, I heard him say what matters most. And I also say this because this, because it's repeated in toy story two and in toy story three, it becomes a uh, painfully obvious uh, part of the rules is what matters most is that we're here for Andy when he needs us. And but it's tricksy because he's not really saying that he's saying that, but like you alluded to what I really want to say, he, he says the theme is that is proven wrong later on um, is that what matters most is that I'm yeah. here for Andy when he needs me. Yeah. That's what he actually believes. What he said was totally different. Yeah. And, and I, I, I put the whole, the whole block of, of text from that, uh, that from that section, because I'll admit, like I, I read this screenplay like five times and like reading it along with. I mean, it's really easy to find um, online and mm. which oh, which I wanted to bring up some stuff about that as well, actually. But um, w- that we'll get to in a second. But um, that whole block where he says it doesn't matter how much we're played with. What matters is we're uh, we're here for Andy when he needs us. That's what we're made for. Right. And so that gets back to the whole idea of identity and all that kind of stuff that's going to be played out through the whole thing. And so, cool. yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, let's see, <clears throat> which by the way is on page 14 of the screenplay, What's that? not page five. Oh, <laughs> cause I know that's another thing well, that like, these some guys, people these are guys... really big on with Blake Snyder is it's like, no, he's, he's right on like with the, the page counts and all that stuff. And I, and you know, I, well, I'm not here to comment on that, but I'm just saying like this, this movie does a lot of like really great, interesting things. Um, and definitely does not follow, doesn't follow the, the template or whatever you want to call it. Matter of it, fact, but. we're going to talk about a uh, one of the one of the writers um, and uh, screenplay guys uh, has a video, a TED talk that oh Paul, uh, Paul, Andrew Stanton, yeah, yeah, Paul introduced me to, and uh, we're going to talk about that as as part of our extras, and we're going to refer to a few of the things in that video. But but I really want you to to jump in if you're a patron supporter and and listen to that last bit when we talk about. Um, about the five rules that he made uh, for this, for all their movies, actually. Yeah. Uh, with the exception, I would say, of Bugs Life. That one didn't work out. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, what matters most is that, that I'm here for Andy. Um, and you said it before, there's, there's, a li- there's, a, there's a place where he's everybody's friend. He is the one that everybody else looks to. He's, I always kind of took it as he's the oldest toy possibly like the one he's had the longest. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, but I think but it was I given think, to him by his dad. Cause we don't ever see his dad. And I'm oh, sure that there dude, are conspiracy you theorists know. or you whatever. You don't but. even know how deep all this goes. They <laughs> are you cl- serious? Yes. <laughs> I was totally kidding. They claim. All right. Cause we know in the second movie he's part, he is old. Well, yeah, yeah. Cause he's a collector's item, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what they are claiming is that the girl in toy story two that grows up around Jesse and then puts her in a box is Andy's mom. Because the hat that that girl's wearing okay. is the same hat Andy has on. So his mom gave him Woody. Uh, or Woody. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's what they're saying. They're saying huh. that. And they've been saying it for years. And I That's don't, crazy. I yeah. just, I just so think it's funny. Mrs. That Davis, care. that's her name, right? I don't know. Anyway. Sid's, moving on. What's Sid's last name? Phillips. Oh, I always thought it was villain. No, it sounds like he's saying villain. I'm telling you, man, so read awesome. these, read the screenplays. It's, oh, it's all in suck. there. Because, oh, Sid, Sid has a mom and a dad. 
and he and he's the messed up one. And Andy yeah, comes right. from the, he does. Andy comes from a broken home, and his life is great. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is true. I didn't remember about the dad, but yeah, he's in there. All right, so um, the setup during the setup time, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Man, they they do so great, and it moves at such a fast pace. But we find out that toys come to life. Um, at first, obviously, Woody is in charge. Um, Andy is moving and the birthday has been moved up till now. And it takes us a while to find out why that's a big deal. But we eventually find out that in toy world, duh, that's when the new toys come along. And if you're Woody and you're trying to stay top dog, this is very threatening to you. The other toys like Mr. Potato Head wasn't too worried about it, which is a really, and neither was Rex. Yeah. They wanted others. A really great natural way of kind of giving us some back information. in there is when everyone else is kind of panicking and Woody number one shows kind of a character trait where he's like, guys, relax. Like I'm not worried about it. Why Mm -hmm. should you be? And then Mr. Potato Head steps up and says, you know, of course Woody isn't worried. He's been Andy's favorite since kindergarten. Uh, And so it's like, we're getting, we, we know that he's had him for a long time. We know that he's been, you know, in this, you know, the, the, I, I can never, remember the terms that Blake Snyder uses, but in the first act in the, in the, the world, as we first encounter it, um, whatever thesis or something like that. Yeah. I yeah. Can't yeah. Word, yeah use anyway, world. there you go. Um, it's like, we've shown that for a long, long time, this is the way that the world has been. So this is our normal kind of deal. Yeah. So yeah, they did a, a, a very, a very, I always love it whenever they are able to give you back information in a very natural way. Um, one of, one of the worst ones ever is that, uh, is it big hero six is the name of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a moment where it's just like, so the, the two brothers are talking and, and one of them says something like, what would mom and dad say? And the little kid's like, I don't know. They died when I was five. Remember? And it's like, <laughs> they, where the world did that come from? <laughs> they would so, never say that to each other. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, I, I hate writing like that. And this one, they, they do so good. They on do. That it's little stuff, things but. like even during the catalyst where he's like, he, that mistake is up in your spot. And, and you know, Woody's, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a catalyst then is, uh, Andy gets a buzz light year. Um, we don't know it at first, but, uh, that mistake is up in his spot. And I love that juxtaposition of, he was up in a spot. Um, buzz is placed there. Woody ends up under the bed, which in toy world we get almost immediately. That is a bad, shameful yeah. place. And every child knows what toys end up under the bed. So, yeah. <laughs> and they, you know what they, they use a lot of that too. The things that we know about toys, uh, to jump forward just a tad, the, the army men, they're the only ones that can walk around the house and 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 then freeze and it'd be okay because that's what army yeah. men do. <laughs> they end up in places they're not supposed to yeah. be and nobody knows. And they use those tropes, uh, but they're real life tropes, you know, about toys and they, they, they bring magic to it. And it's yeah. really awesome. I mean, every kid has imagined their toys come to life and been terrified. Um, at least I was. <laughs> Other kids were probably in wide-eyed wonder at the possibility. But I, no, I didn't want to. But everybody's also imagined that, you know, I didn't put that there. How's that moved? You know, it's yeah. pretty cool stuff. But uh, Catalyst, yeah, he, he takes Woody's space. He takes his space and he puts him under the bed. Um and then he is accepted by the group, um, which makes it even worse. It's one thing for Andy to love him uh, and, and to, to take him on as the number one toy, but all the, the group accepts him and, uh, and put in and is taking him on as their kind of their leader. Um, he, he claims that he can fly and is uh, able to back that up 
accidentally, <laughs> um, and and it works out for him. And then we get a music montage as Buzz takes over, as you said, Andy's world. Yeah, as his world changes. And I'll, I'll be honest about the catalyst. Um, I really struggled with between this and was it Woody throwing Buzz out the window? And I'm glad you brought that up because. I, so again, but, but, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, but I, but I went with this. The reason why it took me a while is because there's a little bit of muddiness in there and it's good stuff. The, the music montage, there's, there's not a clear debate time, but it seems to be, um, where things are changing and in flux. And so it's less about what, Woody is is deciding and more about what he's watching happen. It's almost like the the catalyst happened and then they just uh, smeared it out, you know, just yeah. a little bit. Um but but I I I I really wanted I really wanted to make it when when he pushed him out the window. But anyway, you're you go. Well, I got a couple things. I, I, I mean a couple things that I want to point out. Um, you know, we've got, you know, we're at minute 15 or page 25 of the screenplay um, when that moment happens, which is really interesting because I mean, this is another one of those, like a typical rule is one page of a screenplay is typically one minute of screen time. That's clearly not the case. Um, you know, with, with this film, um, I mean, it's 138 pages total mm -hmm. and it's like, 70 minutes or 80 minutes. I mean, it's a really short film, but it's a lot longer screenplay than, than a lot of movies. Um, another good example, it's cause a lot happens. The movie, well, yeah. the movie feels longer than that. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Not in a bad way. It just, there's a lot that happens. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, so, and then the, the moment that you were talking about later on where, you know, Woody pushes him or whatever, that's a, that's a minute 27 or page 46 of the screenplay. And so there, there, I, I could easily see how you could, how anybody could make an argument for either one of these because you know the 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 moment when he pushes him there's a, there is a little bit more of a like will I won't I there's the mm -hmm. debate thing with the the magic eight ball and all that kind of stuff um but I would I would agree with you like my 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 natural inclination is to say you know even though that is kind of an inciting incident because of what of the reason why he does it is right. actually what the inciting incident is well and it's because after that they go into their second world almost well yeah they're they're launched like in, it's the, a visual second world I yeah visual say. second world the buddy love element or buddy yeah love them needing element. to hang out with each other yeah. and get but, along but we get a drastic in my opinion and you already said it we get a world change right there around him. Right. And that's the whole thing with this story is, you know, you're still here, but you, that, that I, I, I agree with you that it's, it's the moment where buzz shows up because we do get in a, just a few seconds later there, there's a little bit of a debate because Woody is, is like, he is, he starts yelling, he gets angry with people. And even Bo Peep, his girlfriend or whatever <laughs> is like, I found my moving buddy and all that stuff. And, um, and so he's, he's kind of fighting off everybody's desire to make, to accept this guy and everything. And then the very next thing that happens is we even get a song about strange things are happening. So there's happening, you know, going on in the song. Um, it's technically that's kind of an, I want song, but it's not from the actual character, but blah, 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 uh, more stuff for the after show discussion. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but we also see, you know, we see, 
Andy's whole, like the world around Woody changes and he's the one that doesn't want things to change. Um, so there's that conflict. There's that juxtaposition because we don't have a villain um, that is right. forcing any of this stuff because it's the circumstances around him that are changing. All of these different things cause me to go, yeah, th the whole world, like he's in a brand new world. He's no longer in Woodyville. He's in, in Buzz Lightyear, dark man space, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's, that's, why I fell back to that being the inciting incident. And I want to address that the no villain concept. We'll, we're going to talk at length about this after the show, but um, there are two of those five things I want to bring out because we're going to keep referring to them through the whole thing is, is uh, Pixar decided there was no villains in their, in their movie. And they also decided uh, one step up from that is there's no love story in their movie. And typically B story is a love story. Yeah. And, and typically, uh, the villain, um, uh, he, he kind of shapes the way each of the beats feel and look and the way things are going. So without him there, him or her, it, whatever, um, I, I will be honest, I struggled with a lot of this really hard. This was one of the movies I struggled with most because the beats were all there, but they didn't look the same because there wasn't these el these elements yeah. that we're so used to or, or Blake Snyder tells us is so vital to the story. Um, and later on, we'll talk about why they're not as vital as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with the, with the catalyst, um, Woody, Woody ends up in the toy box, which is another, another bad place. It's apparently even worse than what is in the toy box and one of my favorite lines i know it's not story but uh that shark popping out with the hat on hey i'm woody howdy 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 oh yeah. i laugh at that well and time. i love that because that right there shows the, the different world that we're in because not only is woody in that box but now it's like oh hey look i'm woody like it's he's no longer revered the way he was like right. he's being made fun of um and they never would have done that early on no so. no matter of fact his hat was one of the first things that they wanted <laughs> that the piggy bank wanted uh, dibs on when they started turning on him. Right. I get dibs on the hat, <laughs> which I was always impressed that he had the hat, but I always loved it that he didn't have the gun. Um, of course we find out in, in toy story two that he doesn't have a gun because he's a singing cowboy, you yeah. know, like, like uh Tex Avery or not Tex Avery. Uh, who am I thinking of? Anyway, somebody <laughs> famous, but, uh, but uh, I always thought it was when the first time that, that he, um, that he, it was just lost. You know, that he had had a gun and it's lost. Hats yeah. are always lost too. All right. So um, what I had for debate and in this, we may, uh, we may struggle here a little bit, but was when, uh, because, because the, like I said, the catalyst kind of drags out a little bit. We, we see the, the, the way the world changes and stuff. So to me, the debate was when he actually said, put his foot down he goes to Buzz. Buzz is asking for unidirectional bonding strips, and he pulls him out, and he says, all right, let's do this. Let's have this conversation, a.k.a. fight, a.k.a. debate. And we, and he realizes, and it establishes firmly in Woody's mind that Buzz is delusional, and Woody now realizes that Buzz is 150% convinced that he is in this Space Ranger star command world you know because he says he says oh i thought it was an act yeah, <laughs> hey everybody this is the buzz lightyear yeah and you're mocking me aren't you you know so great great stuff um but i may be completely wrong well i mean i i think uh i, I 
I don't know. I didn't put that. I I'll put, tell you why, though. I sure, did, go ahead. Is because it's only after that that he starts manipulating Buzz using that what 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 Buzz believes to be true. Hmm. It's only after that he says, "Oh, Buzz, a toy is in trouble. Yeah. You know, come, you gotta save him." And he he always talks down to him until he finds this thing out, and then he starts working him with it. But. Go ahead. What do you got? Well, I, I was the only thing that I had for debate was, you know, and I've already kind of hit on it was just, you know, that whole when they when everyone first meets Buzz and there's all this big hubbub over him. Um, right you know, there and, on the bed. Yeah, right there on the bed. And, and Woody seems to be kind of confident that all of this is going to die down, you know, just give him some time or whatever. Like, you know, we'll see how things are going to pan out. And and Woody's angry. But it, it's like he's to me, that's the debate because he's trying to get everyone on his side to where it's like, no, 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 the world's not going to change. Like just because he was a period, it was an accident. This is clearly not whatever. It's like, he's fighting the, the changing of the times. And he's, mm. so that is the, that's the, the, um, the argument there, um, you know, with, with his, with himself, you know, cause that's, you know, we kind of talked about that being sort of one of the flaws. One of the antagonists is himself, his sense of identity and all that. Um, so I just kind of kept that as being my mm -hmm. debate. And then, you know, the breaking of two is that song, because then by the time we get to the ah. end of the song, we're in the whole new world because everything is Buzz Lightyear and spaceships and all that, which by the way, my favorite song is that transition song just because I love Randy Newman. I don't care what anyone says. I think it's great. And I think his lyrics are awesome. I think all the songs in this uh, movie are great, but that one's my favorite. And my favorite line of any song is, and it fits so perfectly with every, with the storytelling. Um, that's part of the genius of all the songs is, you know, uh, the line that says when out of the sky came some punk on a rocket. Yeah. Um, when all of a sudden, uh, strange things are happening to me. And it's like, so that's kind of like the clincher for me sing, that it's I could sing the whole song. To well, you. and I would, I, uh, <laughs> do you want to hit pause on the recording? You can sing no. it to me or do you want to? Okay. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so I, I just kind of kept the debate as just being right there immediately following you know, no, it really makes short. sense. It makes sense. I, I just, with my break into two, I was looking for the decision. Sure. And, and it seemed like things were happening to him, but I didn't see the decision until um, Woody uh, decides, he makes the decision to, I am going to go to Pizza Planet. I'm going to trick Buzz into falling behind the dresser and I will go. And and that seemed to just be the 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 moment he went to the dark side, hmm. you know, he gave into it before that it was arguments before that it was just maybes. And, and I'm, I'm still battling with him kind of back and forth. But when he did that, obviously accidentally, uh, buzz gets pushed out of the window and, um, and then he, you know, uh, gets to go, uh, you know, away. Sure. Um, but that was the decision. And I, and I thought it was more since we didn't have a villain, Woody's kind of the villain and his own selfishness is mm -hmm. the villain. That's when I saw the change into the different, you know, that into the antithesis world is, um, is when he pushed another toy out of the window because he, he believed that everybody needed to be with their toys mm -hmm. or with their boys or their people. But then he, he was willing to keep buzz away. But, I, I'm probably off. I, well, like I mean, said, not I necessarily. I mean, cause I, I mean, I, I would say, you know, one thing that's blatantly obvious with this movie is number one, it came out in 1990, what, three or five or something like that. It was 95, um, 95. Uh, you know, all of the guys who were behind this, like this was a, you know, 
they, 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 they were new. They were new. Yeah. And so like, it, th- there is no way sh- that any of these guys, like they even talk, I've heard them talk about it. Like the, the quote unquote rules of screenwriting, no one had any clue. They didn't know. So if they're, so if they just we, knew what they didn't want to do. They knew what they didn't want to do. They, they didn't want to make a Disney animated everything. film. Yeah. And so bottom line was if there are any beats that match up with anything that Blake Snyder says in this, it's, pure accident and happenstance. Yeah. So, so I, w- w- as you're saying some of this stuff, I'm kind of going, cool. I could totally see that. And you know, you could be right because these guys obviously don't follow that stuff. Um, or the, 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 this style of storytelling is what I'll call, you know, Blake Snyder's approach and everything. Um, you know, some of the, and this kind of gets into the break into two fun and games area that I feel like, can we, I mean, can we move on to kind um, of getting into some of those things together? Well, let, let me do B story real quick. Let's address B story. Go for it. Cause we're doing, I mean, we're, we're breaking it too. B story, uh, is supposed to be the love story. Um, there is no love story in toy story. And, um, so, but what we do see, I kept just noticing, what are we breaking away to? What are we mixing it up with? And it was Andy shots of Andy, you know, morning or, Oh, where did I put him? Or, Oh, you know, sucks at being at pizza planet. Um, home, just the whole idea of, of being home. Uh, and then, and then of course his, his, his friends, quote unquote, mm-hmm. we, we kept breaking to them. So I kind of, kind of lumped them all together into this was their original life, their original world. And the love story is getting back to that, you know, reconnecting to that. So, but that's the closest I could come. Like you said, there these guys didn't have; uh, they threw the rules kind of out the window. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, and you know, so again, anything that I say tonight is going to be okay, maybe, and may or I don't know. I mean, because okay. I because I didn't <laughs> I didn't even really put the whole B story part down because like with a buddy love story, mm-hmm. it's kind of the whole thing. Yeah, with a two hander, it's like yeah. yeah, it's all there. And so, um, you know, right after the montage, um, we get into the upside down world. In my opinion, we're already in the upside down world. We're already into act two. We're already, you know, into funning to me, the fun and games, this whole movie is just fun and games, but, um, there weren't a lot, as many of them as you would imagine not after to be. Yeah. Because it's all in the beginning. That's tons of fun and games in the beginning. And then it's just interspersed throughout. It's not like your stereotypical movie where it's like the There's fun and games place. is your trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not really the way that this movie, um, you know, is laid out. And so, you know, the time, you know, page count wise and, and even just the timeline on your, your DVD player or whatever, uh, is going to be a lot, you know, these, these beats are like either if, if we are right and the uh, inciting incident catalyst, whatever is where we said it was, okay, well we're at minute 15. Or if it's that moment when he falls out the window, then it's minute 30. It's like, so yeah. either there's a lot of buildup or there's not a whole or lot. There's you a know? double bump. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it kind of goes back and forth with that. Um, you know, so kind of with that, the, you know, I, I think that you get your first glimpse of the B story with that whole, uh, the thing with the tape, what does he call the tape? Unidirectional bonding strip. Thank you, sir. Um, and I say, sir, because I respect you, not because I'm making fun of you for knowing so much about this movie. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so we, we get, you know, cause that's the th- another thing with, with, with buddy love movies. Uh, you see it a lot in road trip movies and all that stuff. It's they they, they don't like each other, you know, at this point and they're fighting and, you know, so we, we get that first real argument. I mean, we kind of already had one, but, and that's the thing that this movie does is they kind of 
some some things they just do like over and over again and it's totally fine because it's hilarious and and awesome um you know but i i kind of get that you know in that moment too where like you said he realizes exactly who he's in who he's going to be going on this journey with mm-hmm. it's like this guy really legitimately thinks he's well, the real and buzz it's also and when so. buzz for the first time takes a stand against woody too yeah. he's pretty passive he just you know, oh, you're law enforcement, you know, and these are the people and we're automatically buddies, yeah. you know. But then when you're mocking me, aren't you? He realizes that but uh, Woody does not. He's not a friend. Yeah. You don't have a friend in me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is my favorite song. It's a great song. I, I said I love all the songs in this one. They are. Uh, they are good. Strange things are happening. I, I love the, my close second. It has to be your friend of me. But my other one is the one that he sings. Uh, when Buzz has his little all his lost moment there, fly, yeah, or his Dark Knight actually. But anyway, yeah, that's great. It's great stuff. Um, I I still I still argue for you know uh, the breaking of two. I guess I'm actually arguing for the catalyst being in two different places too. Now that I realized <laughs> it, because I, what I just did is I jumped from one to the other. Because if the catalyst is him deciding to do this thing to to Woody, I mean Buzz, and the, the original Buzz was just part of the setup, um, then then the debate would be the fight that they have on the top of the dresser where he's like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. I mean, yeah. there's a debate right there. Yeah. And then and then breaking it two is when he's you know going out of the house with yeah. and and stuff, and then they end up having this wonderful, amazing, fun and games fight. Uh, underneath the truck sure. or the the minivan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Buzz, 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 buzz like yeah. you're to the rescue. <laughs> Love that stuff. Yeah. I know. I, I just, I always come back to it's, it's all about the theme. Like that's every beat is supposed to play back into the theme. And mm-hmm. I think that both of these catalyst moments that we're talking about definitely play into the theme. I also, and we'll get to this in a second, can, can, see an argument made for two different midpoints. Um, the one that is like dead center on the dial, you know, for the, for this, but then there's also a moment and we'll get this in a second. Um, that's more to me, it's the a story and B story coming together more so than, I don't know. Anyway, right. so there, there's a lot of things that kind of just overlap. And I think that that's to me is, is the beauty of most of the Pixar films is they are so deep and so layered and there's so much going on. And it's, you know, these guys, you know, they're, they're so, even though they didn't realize it or whatever, they're so good at, at telling stories. Mm-hmm. And and so the, everything is so layered that it's like, yeah, this stuff is happening like in a couple different places. I mean, it's very, the, their stories are very nuanced. Well, these guys so. give me hope because I'm not, re- I, one thing I'm realizing is I'm not very good at, at the structure. I'm not very good I'm very good with ideas. I'm very good at just writing them out and communicating them, mm-hmm. but I'm not good in fitting them into these boxes that I, and, and, it, and I struggle with it. I have a whole book that I wrote that will n- probably never see the light of day because after I wrote it and finished it and edited it and fixed it and was about to do that, I read save the cat <laughs> and it broke my head. And part of the reason I started this show was to learn this crap and I'm still struggling with it. But um, at least it's nice to know the reason I struggled is because these guys uh, didn't know about it either. Yeah. Well, I mean, in storytelling is not an exact science and you have all kinds of different theories about storytelling. Well, and, we, Ghostbusters you know. was an example of that. Characters carried it, you know, sure. and, and sure. you put, yeah. put different people in that movie and it would have been boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I just see this part though. Uh, 
where Woody um, is is ready to to get back there and go back home, but he says to himself, "How am I going to convince them?" So it's not even about caring for Buzz; it's about himself. It's mm-hmm. like I've got to bring this lug only because they won't let me back in if I, you know, if I don't bring him back. Um, I love that RC tells on him that he he can he has his little wheel spinning voice, yeah, and um, and he tells on him. But then later, he's the character that gets to help him. And and in being a Buzz Lightyear fan, there are only a few other characters that I that that bleeds over to. One of them would be the aliens, obviously. Sure. Um, but the other one is RC. He is an awesome yeah. looking little dude. I have him in Lego. So nice. Yeah. I, I love one. Another thing that, uh, all the Pixar movies are great at is setups and payoffs. And we get the setup, you know, uh, RC is, it, you know, causes the quote unquote causes these problems, but mm-hmm. then he's a part of the solution at the end. Yeah. And, and you know, I, so. falling with style, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then later he's yeah. oh, falling exactly. with style, yeah. but then buzz, you know, to infinity and beyond at yeah. the end, Woody says it and gets to experience the sky, as yeah. you would say yeah. later on. So have you moved into fun and games or where are I'm you about to, I'm oh, about okay. to <laughs> fun and games, uh, for me, um, starts with the f- fight under the car. Um, He's a, and and that he becomes a lost toy, you know that whole thing. Okay, well, I mean, and so so I'm I'm in a different spot because okay. again, I I have the breaking of two being a little bit earlier, um, you know. So with the fun and games, you know, we're we're seeing the the new world, the antithesis world for the first time. So in the very beginning, we had the the cardboard city or town or whatever. Right. Right. Um, and, and bad Bart was the bad guy. Well, now Woody is the bank robber and mm-hmm. he's sitting in front of that box and buzz is the good guy. So that's like the complete flip for the first time that we're seeing where Andy has, it's all about buzz. It's not, it's no longer about, uh, about Woody. Um, yeah, everything becomes about buzz. Um, buzz. let's see. Oh, buzz teaches Rex to roar. Whereas with Woody, it was just kind of like, he's kind of passive about it. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, no, I was, I was kind of thinking about being scared or whatever, but he's not really, like you said, he's, he's kind of selfish. He's not willing to help. Whereas Buzz is so secure in who he is falsely, but he's so secure (laughs) in who he is. He's all about helping everybody else. And he's helping people lift weights and, and, and learn to roar and all that kind of stuff. Uh, all the people is important to him as we find out later. Yes. Yes. Uh, all the toys, uh, let's see, uh, come to help and to be around buzz. Uh, Andy puts Woody in the toy box. We already talked about that stuff. Um, I wrote blaspheming shark. I don't know what that means. Anyway. <laughs> howdy, um, howdy, howdy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That part. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, that was cruel, but um, yeah. So, so that's another reason why I say that that's like the beginning of our act two is because it is, we get some, we get some very direct uh, inversions of what we see in the, in the opening. Um, you know, so I've got that as a, uh, a fun and games, okay. you know, in and, so there, and so you would agree though, the fight under car and all that is a continuation of fun and games. We get fun and games. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say under car, um, you know, the, the pizza, uh, planet truck, uh, is deal sneaking into uh, the pizza planet with mm-hmm. the little cups and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then all the way, you know, uh, to getting behind the video games. Yeah. Um, One thing I want to make sure to point out too, is we get a little bit of a, a, a hit again on the theme with, with uh, Bo Peep, which is uh, the, it's, it's, isn't that the same? The girl who does the voice woman who does the voice is also from Ghostbusters. She's the receptionist. Hmm. 
I that, think it that is. makes sense, but I don't know it the sounds, people's okay. names. Anyway, I, it's anyway. the characters, dude. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> she was supposed to be uh, Barbie. Barbie. Really? Yeah, but they couldn't get rights to her until Toy Story Two. That was okay. That's a question yeah. for a different podcast. But yeah, there's so many like like name brand things in this movie. Yeah. It's like the Mr. rights spell. had to be. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, but I have her saying too, like when everybody else is like losing their minds over Buzz in a good way. Um, she comes to Woody and as, and she sees him like spying on, on everything. And he's just kind of down in the dumps. And she says, he'll always have a special place for you. And then from that, you know, and, and it's like, that's supposed to be like this moment where it's like, Hey, yeah, the d- attic. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Well, no, that's exactly. Well, of course that's exactly what comes next. Cause you can quote <laughs> this thing. So, um, but, uh, yeah, but like after that is when Woody begins to become abrasive and rude and mean and all that stuff. And so we, we get to see the antithesis of his personality as well. Mm-hmm. And so, so where does that fit with the fight under the, under the car? Well, right? I'm just saying like, I'm this sorry, is still- not, not fight on the car, the fight where he's fixing his spaceship. Because well, no, no. This, so this is still like I'm saying, like in the fun and games. I, I'm okay. just, I just have that put in here. It's actually not under anything. It's okay. just we've got a restatement of, hey, Woody, this is what like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna, are you gonna pass? It's kind of like with Jurassic Park. That it, there's that moment where, um, you know, it's all about. Uh, homeboy's relationship with the kids and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, he doesn't, when he goes to check on, on everybody, when the power's out in the car, mm-hmm. Malcolm, Ian Malcolm says, how are the kids? I don't know. Why did I check on them? So it's like, that's his first test right. and he failed. So for Woody, it's like, this is his test. Oh, is it, is it really what you said? As far as the theme, does, is it really all about what matters is that we're here for Andy when he mm-hmm. needs us? Just like everybody else is getting ignored. And this is where we see, Oh, Woody's going to fail. Gotcha. So, well, um, I, I, I saw this uh, trend where Woody starts getting punished. Uh, well, he starts earlier, but it really starts where Woody is punished for, for doing the toy thing. He is, you want to talk about Buzz being 100% sold. Woody obeys the toy rules to the point that he lays down in front of that truck and almost gets his head crushed. Right. Yeah. And you really get that, that he is a toy. Trucks are the bad guy in this movie. There's all kinds of times where (laughs) trucks are just trying to kill these people. And, and when, when they, he manipulates buzz of course, into getting into the pizza planet truck, which by the way, we're talking about bleed over things. The pizza planet truck is a favorite thing for me. I have that in Lego as well. Um, (laughs) And I also wanted to buy the exact car and wanted to convert it into the pizza planet truck. But that turned out to be a bipolar thing where I was really high. (laughs) Thankfully I came down and didn't make that purchase. But anyway, um, uh, but he manipulates him. And again, we see Woody is sold to the toy. He sold out to the toy thing. So he's got to get in the back so he can hide. Buzz don't give a crap. He's, he's clueless. He gets in the front. He gets a safe ride with, yeah. with the belt buckle. Buzz or Woody is getting smashed by, you know, the Ben for tools, uh, stuff. So, uh, I love that. I love that he, that he, he gets in trouble for obeying the rules and, and Buzz gets, uh, rewarded yeah. for ignoring them. He's rewarded for his innocence. I don't know if you can call it innocence or not, but the truck ride sneaking in, you know, is real quick uh crane machine that's that's when um i have to stop because no 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 we're still there because <clears throat> two midpoints for me at, at least when I, it's the moment when woody 
Because because what do you do? You chase what people want, and they and at the midpoint they get what they or they don't. They get what they think they want, or they don't. And what Woody wants is he wants to get back to his kid. And so when that stroller goes by, we're going to jump in the basket. Buzz sees the the crane machine and starts heading toward that rocket. And boom, we miss that. So so we're gone there. I was going to hit that with it. But then when we get inside the crane machine and we see the aliens and ooh, you know, the and all this. And Sid comes out. He gets them both. And then he says, let's go home and play. <laughs> uh Woody got what he what he wanted. It's not what he wanted, really. But he got a kid, and he gets mm. to go home. And ironically, it's right next door, and it's to the place that's the exact opposite. Toys are worshipped on this side of the fence. Toys are destroyed. Yeah, I've got some notes other. about that stuff over there. Um, so yeah, but, so, um, so that's your your midpoint. My midpoint is when yeah when he's taken by Sid. Okay. So I want to talk to the guys who wrote this and see what they say because I I. Think that I, Are I, you going to go to the commercial? I'm, Are you going all the way there? Yet? No, no, okay, no, 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 good, no, no. good, good. No, I. So, so here's here's my thing is, um, I, time again, time timeline wise, um, you know, as far as like being the dead center of the film, uh, I I think that it's you know Sid in the claw chooses Buzz, yeah. um, you know, will 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 Woody let him go or will he save Buzz? Um, and clear his name because we've now gotten this kind of other part of the story as well, where it's, it's not just getting back to his child. It's I've got to get back to my child and I've got to have buzz with me because I've got to be able to clear my name. I've got to have him. So it's still it, selfish, but so yeah. it's still selfish. Yeah. But, but that kind of becomes like the complication. Um, so, so I'll just say, you know, that that is the dead center of the film. And that is, okay, is Woody going to be selfish? Is he going to let, is he going to get what he wants, which is let Buzz go and get destroyed mm. and be, and not basically is, 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 is he going to become Andy's favorite toy? Because, uh, because That's true. Andy, he says <clears throat> he wishes Buzz could be a crater. Yeah. When they're watching but Sid do what he Carl, did. Carl, uh, Combat Carl. Combat yeah. Carl. Yeah. Who so, turns out to be a black character later on in uh, <laughs> Toy Story of Terror. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he does. Nice. Um, so, so, I, so I would say that is, that is the moment where um, the stakes are raised. It's like, okay, is he going to get what he wants? There's that reflection. You know, it's like... But and he, and he makes a decision there, you know, not to let that happen. So that's, you know, I, I think that there's definitely like that's that's probably the midpoint. Mm. That's probably the midpoint. However, because Buzz also gets what he wants. He he he's wanting to get to Star Command. Yeah. And so he, in his mind, that's where he's got. So there's there's that too. There, yeah. So all those things are crossed there. So that's that's probably the midpoint. However, I just want to take a few seconds and defend <laughs> the midpoint being which, you know, the the well anyway the midpoint being the moment where Andy is told you can choose one toy, and that's what happens is he he says you can only choose one toy and Woody decides okay well what do I want I want to be the number one toy and so he does what it what he has to do um, or what he tries to do what he what he has to do in order to just be chosen by Andy and he's going to just hide buzz. That's all he's going to do is get him like trapped down over there. Mm. And Andy comes in and after everything is all said and done and Andy takes Woody. And so 
he got what he wanted, but even Andy is kind of like, okay, I guess I'll take him. And so it's like he got him, but it's not a, a satisfactory like he, he didn't, it, it's not everything that it was, that, that it was cracked up to be. Um, so, so the writing rules dictate that that that's a midpoint action of sorts, it, even it, though it, it doesn't follows, fall it, in the right time. Yeah. Line. So, so it, it fits the requirement of, 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 of a, of a, of a midpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Woody overhears Mrs. Davis tell Andy he can only get, bring one toy. So how will Woody Quit calling her Miss Davis? It's, it's Andy's mom. Okay, Andy's she mom, doesn't whatever. have a name in the movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> mom, you were talking about those things. She, he would never call her Miss Davis. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you know, how, how will Woody react? Andy like Davis. this is that reflection moment, you know, kind of deal. And so, uh, you know, will he be okay with Andy choosing buzz because after all, you know, what matters is that we're here for Andy when he needs us, or mm-hmm. will he force his way back into Andy's number one spot. So that right there, there's a moment where, you know, the, the stakes can be raised. There's a change there. Um, you know, like kind of like on the, the psychological level, blah, 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 all those things fit. However, I will still go back and say, I think, for I the think a lot of, of those same things could be said about the scene in the, in the, in the rocket though, in the crane machine, you know, he, well, he no, and I agree with he's you. He's wanting to get out the back door, which shouldn't open the way it opens, but it does. And, and then, uh, but then he, he sees what's happening and he, he clamps on and he, and he rides. Sure. No. And, and again, that's why I say there. that's, the, that's the midpoint. Like let, that, I think that's the midpoint. Because right after so. that, if you want, I mean, especially by this standard, bad guys close in, uh, duh. I mean, it's right yeah. there, right after that. Yeah. That's when. Well, they, and then even with, with the, the earlier, you know, thing that I'm saying, like it fits right after that whole thing happens or when he, when, when Woody, cause it, Woody knocks Buzz over and everything, all the toys turn on Woody. Uh, Andy is depressed. Woody technically doesn't knock Buzz over. Okay. A, a red, uh, lamp. Okay. Well, when that over. happens, you know, uh, all the toys turn on Woody. Uh, Andy is depressed. He has to be, it's that he has to take he, Woody instead of Buzz. It's after um, he slips on some pencils, which is after he is chased by a giant globe. There you go. Yeah. The anyway. Indiana Jones scene. But, little, uh, little thing. Yeah. And we even get a ticking clock right there in that moment where the reminder of, you know, moving in We're two moving. days and yeah. all that stuff. So all there's all kinds of stuff right here in, in those two little spots that make for a great midpoint bad guys close in ticking clock is, you know, reminding there on and on it goes. Um, so all those things are there, but I, but I still say as far as the structure of the film goes, yeah, it's, 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 it's the claw. I think is that's, that's our, our midpoint. I think so. in a, I think in a, um, in a traditional movie, you would be absolutely right. I think you would see a lot more of the movie be about the two of them battling each other in a more traditional movie. But the f- fact that one of them is pretty passive or at least but uh, clueless is part of it. I think it's also, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I oh, I think it kind of shifts from it, it's a buddy love movie, but there's also this journey thing. Once once that break into two happens, now they've got to get somewhere, sure. you know. Um, and they get all the way to Pizza Planet. Now, oh my God, now we got to get all the way home. Yeah, and uh, they get home all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and bad guys close in. I love that we're introduced. I mean, we we've seen Scud before. We've he's been given a name, but we we see him and what he can do. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, he, he can do a little trick and, and eat a plushy thing, so a squeaky <laughs> toy. Uh, we, then we get to see what Sid does. You know, we, we 
heard about it and we heard sound effects and all that, but we saw that Sid tortures his sister, takes that, that doll upstairs, rips the heads off, trades them off and all that. Um, we see scary toys closing in, you know, and, and, and it's the one time that Woody, first of all, he jumps on Buzz and asks him to protect him, which is crazy. <laughs> but then he, it's the only time he ever believes anything Buzz says, because Buzz says oh, they're cannibals and Woody's like, Oh, you know, and then after that, he's right back to making fun of him again, calling him an idiot. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of people calling people idiots for a kid's yeah. movie. But, um, so, and then, and then, uh, Sid tortures Woody, you know, we get to see that as well. I'll pause and let you, oh, and the shining, uh, carpet pattern is in, but in, is in, uh, Sid's house. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Next time. Watch That's it. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's subtly. You, you mentioned that there's a lot of people being called idiots or whatever and yeah. all that stuff in the movie. My, my favorite, uh, my two favorite lines actually happen like when, when in the claw machine, one of them being whenever uh, Woody is sitting there, like when he first climbs in, he's like, this is ludicrous. Like every time I lose my mind laughing. Uh, but then whenever he calls, he, he calls the, the, uh, the, the green guys, what are they called? Uh, the aliens. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're okay. I thought, yeah, it was they a, don't have a name. Okay. When he L- calls them zealots. They're technically LGMs, little green men. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like I like whenever he tells he says stop you zealots, you know, and he gets angry with them over <laughs> yeah, that. That's a word every six year old knows. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Yeah, that's why I, it, it always is so funny to me. That, yeah, they they do that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, back to it being in Sid's house. Uh, I love the contrast that we get here um, because we have you know Andy is a kid who loves his toys for who they are. Um, uh, he even changed, we've talked about this. He even changes his world to accommodate them to be more like them. Whereas Sid changes toys because he doesn't like them the way that they are. Doesn't respect toys. Um, you know, Andy's room is light and there are clouds. It's a happy place. And this is another stupid thing. Uh, but his, his sister Molly is in his, like they share a room and all that stuff. Uh, and right. Cause in the beginning that he's playing and Mr. Potato head lands, how does Mr. Potato head land in her crib? Oh, oh, you said Sid shares room. Andy shares room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's the contrast. You know, Andy's room is light. Uh, There are a lot of open windows and there's clouds on the on the walls. Um, And there's there's the the all the the Buzz Lightyear and Woody stuff at different places. Uh, He shares the room with his sister. And again, in contrast, Sid's room is Ah. very dark. Um, it's, it, there's trash everywhere. Uh, his sister has her own room. Like there's like everything about these two kids, uh, are completely different. Sid's dad is around Andy's is not, you know, we got into all that stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, I love just like the contrast between those two kids. So yeah, Sid has braces for some reason. They're not doing very much for him, but (laughs) he has them. Oh, Sid. Um, he has a great t-shirt too. Love that thing. I remember when I, I, I get tripped out over visuals sometimes, especially computer stuff. And when they zoomed in on his t-shirt there, when he says, let's go home and play and they zoomed in and you saw the cracked, uh, texture in, oh, yeah. in the, uh, the, the, the paint that is, or the ink as they call it, that's squeezing that t-shirt, that old t-shirt thing. Yeah. I worked at a t-shirt shop for like three years, so I know what that looks like. Yeah. And I was very impressed. You worked there when this movie came out, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I'd been out of school four years. Shoot. Um, and let's see. Okay, so um uh oh, what are we doing? We got all is lost? Yeah. Are we gonna do that next? Yeah. Um I, I just say for bad guys close in though, I still I add in um Buzz sees the TV, learns the truth, because the truth is closing in. Um, 
Buzz fails at flying and breaks. His toyness is closing in, and uh, and he becomes Mrs. Nesbitt. I could also argue that there are two All is Lost moments and two Dark Knights of the Soul because we have two characters that need to learn two different things. Sure. And I would say for Buzz, um, his his dark or his All is Lost would be when he saw that commercial and realizes that he is just a toy. And then his dark night is when he tries to fly. And then we see him lay in there with his arm off, his eyes closed, fade to black, you know, whiff of death kind of thing Yeah, going on. Yeah. So I've, I've got, uh, basically those things. So, you know, with buzz, uh, cause I agree with you, there's two characters, two different moments there. Uh, you know, buzz discovers he's not the real buzz light years. So the whiff of death, there's the death of his identity, the death of everything he's ever known. Um, dark night of the soul, you know, is, you know, he, it, it's proven he can't fly his arm breaks. You could kind of, maybe that's still part of all part of the, you know, all is lost, I, you know, maybe well, because it, his arm breaks and they're and doing the what fall. they need to do. They don't care about this. Oh no, I know. And that's thing. that. Yeah. So. And so, um, but with the dark night of the soul, you know, there's the tea party. He can't help. And so a lot of times, again, we've talked about this before all is lost is kind of like another catalyst moment mm. um you know it, so and then the dark night of the soul is the debate so he's got this new information his new catalyst is the the television commercial which i'm pretty sure that's pen from pen and teller that is the voice of oh, wow. the buzz Lightyear, you know blah, blah blah but um uh which i have something else to say about that in just a second so i'm gonna hold my finger up and that's what it means it's the pointer finger just <laughs> for people that can't see um it's anyway pinky, uh, but uh but but the in the 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 dark night of the soul is kind of a debate. You know, you've got this new information, so now it's kind of a debate moment. So for Buzz, it's you know he's at the tea party, he's complaining, I can't help, I can't do anything. I'm you know he's like I'm not going to move forward. You know on on any of this stuff. What are you shaking your head for? He doesn't do any of that at the tea party. You're you're confusing it with him sitting there with Buzz with the rocket strapped on his back. That's when he says he can't help anybody. He's just a toy. He is completely Mrs. Nesbitt in the tea room scene. He is crazy. He's like, woohoo, bye-bye, see ya. You know, next thing you're sucking down dart dealing with Marie Antoinette and her little sister, you know. You're right. He's absolutely crazy. He is okay, the yeah, pro- you're right. You're right. He doesn't know who he is but he knows who he's not okay everything he believes in is shot he is an empty slate and woody has to rewrite him okay it's only after he is reconnected with his arm with the with the the mixed up toys get him and then he's sitting there with that rocket on his back he's still depressed he's still looking down at the floor and woody's talking to him and he says i can't help i can't do anything i'm just a toy and then woody has to explain to him what a toy is but yeah okay so all of that would be dark night of the soul yeah i had some of those things that were out of the way it was a long dark night of the soul but but he really believed it you know so it, it was a lot for him to have to come up with yeah he did a lot more changing than Woody did. Woody changed one little thing about himself. He became unselfish. Yeah. Which is huge. But uh but Buzz went Well, he a lot. accepted his identity as a toy, I think, which is part of being unselfish. It's you know, wait, we'll we'll get to that in the closing image, but my finger being up was the very first thing and maybe you can please help me with your quarter machine. Uh the the first thing that we hear in that Buzz Lightyear commercial is the world's greatest superhero is now the world's greatest toy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. So yeah. so when I heard there was uh, a, a, a Toy Story 4, my yeah. hope was we were going to get to know about like who is the real I know, Buzz Lightyear. I wanted a real Buzz Lightyear and that's, movie yeah, forever. And, but I, I heard that it's, I, I don't know much about it. All I heard was that it has nothing to do with that. It's co- supposedly a completely other thing 
that has it's a standalone sequel, blah blah blah. So it's like somebody out there needs to write the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I, I have my finger up now because I want to address that real quick. As a true Buzz fan, there is no Buzz Lightyear of Star Command in my world. That was an animated. It was a show. First of all, it was released as a movie where Tim Allen did the voice, and then the guy that did. Uh, 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 oh, who's the guy that does the voice for everybody else in the whole world? Um, I can't remember. He was he was Elaine's Bennis's boyfriend oh, yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. He has the big voice. That guy did the voice for the for this animated series that was on television. I've never seen a single episode. I don't care. I don't collect that stuff. It's crap. <laughs> he looks stupid. He's skinny. Skinny. Buzz is not skinny. He's a fat dude like me. And he's <laughs> that would be what people would say is the real buzz. Mm. It's not. But I do agree with you. I hope Toy Story 4 is a has a because that Toy Story 2 opener. Oh, where he gets to do all this awesome stuff and he, he blows up all the things and he and his stuff glows and he, he, he puts down uh floating things. Oh, it's so awesome. But anyway, yeah. Oh, I'm 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 nerding out here. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I love Mrs. Nesbitt. I love that scene. It's yeah. one of my favorite scenes. It's the part I laugh at the most, his eyes being all kooky and stuff like that. But the the real all is lost for me. Um, for for the story anyway was when um, his friends when Woody's friends leave him for dead when they when they throw down that chain of of Christmas lights they are basically giving him a death sentence and they know it and you can just see it and right after that is when uh, you know he gets strapped. Uh, with the tape because he's looking for the cowboy where's that stupid cowboy dog you know yeah and he doesn't get to do that and they put ben for tools up up on top of him buzz is strapped to a rocket and then we see the dark knight of soul play out especially i, I guess they kind of reconverge because woody is devastated buzz is completely devastated um but it's where they he he learns what you know being a toy really means and it's also when woody finally says um, he admits that Buzz is a more desirable toy. He's because um, because Buzz says I'm a stupid little insignificant toy, mm-hmm. and he's partially quoting something that Woody told him earlier. Yeah, you know, you are a toy, and he and Woody had held up his fingers like this, like it was a little tiny thing, yeah. you know, to be a toy, which he didn't believe at all. Um, but but he he Woody agrees that that who would want to why would Andy want to play with me when he's got someone like you? Yeah. And, and that's saying something. He, what he's saying is suddenly I understand that the most important thing is for Andy's yeah. favorite toy to get back to Andy. And that's when he says it should be me strapped to that rocket. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. I've, I've got, you know, with the all is lost, you know, same thing that you said, like he, uh, you know, if it's the inverse of the, bad thing you know the good thing is oh he, he got the attention of his friends well it's very quickly gonna not pan out the way that he had hoped um kind of another sort of i mean you know all his loss would be you know sid gets his rocket and he straps buzz to it and so what's andy gonna do i mean i'm sorry what's uh what's what he gonna do how is he gonna respond is he gonna once again get what he's always wanted by letting buzz be you know destroyed and then somehow finding his way out and getting back to Andy. Uh, no, he doesn't do that. He gets into what you just said, where he's got to convince Buzz of all these things, and so that's kind of the debate esque kind of thing there with uh, you know with that moment. So I won't repeat everything you've already said because I agree with most of it. So. Oh, good. good. Um, I, I just think it's huge because um, do you understand the the importance of the Benford Tools logo on that on that toolbox? 
Yeah, that's Tim Allen's, okay, uh, you know, right. uh, home home improvement show. Home improvement. Yeah, yeah. Just want to make sure. All My right. dad would be embarrassed that I hesitated. That was like <laughs> his favorite show when I was a kid. But I, I just love the subtext is, is that Andy deserves the best toy. And I have finally admitted that toy is not me. Yeah. And ding, selflessness is born. Um, but, but it's funny to me, he hasn't finished learning. Because he still is in the mindset that it has got to be one or the other. Yeah. It's either got to be him or Buzz. He can't be both. Obviously, yeah. a closing scene, we see that absolutely very well yeah. can be. Yeah. Well, um, and that goes back to- He was selling his boy a little short is what it, what it was. Yeah. And that goes back to, that's why I brought up the whole thing with Bo Peep, where she tells him, like, he will always have a special place in his heart for you. It's like, people are trying to help Woody throughout this whole thing, and he just, <laughs> he's not getting it. So. Except for that- Butthead potato head who yeah, that's true. throws down that. Yeah. <laughs> so breaking the three, um, uh, Buzz understands a toy's importance. You kind of see it as the sun starts to come up. Great imagery read, there. Isn't that where he reads Andy on the bottom of his foot is when the sun comes up? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause the symbol of him being a stupid toy was the torn away sticker. He taps it. And then by the end of the discussion at the end, yeah, he pulls up and he understands the meaning of that, that word on his feet. But, oh, that's good. I totally didn't catch that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really great. He um, huh. also awesome. it should disturb you that there is um, there are several places you can go and see tattoos of people who have put Andy on their feet. That's it's is little, disturbing. It's a little weird, especially considering feet tattoos. They hurt. Oh, I couldn't imagine. It's a thick <laughs> marker. Anyway, <laughs> we won't talk about buzz tattoos. Somehow I got off on buzz tattoos today. The whole chest plate of this dude. He did the whole thing. I love Buzz, not as much as that dude. I just think tattoos are stupid. It's just a cry for help from people that just whatever tattooed guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, breaking three finale. Um, oh well. Anyway, he says there's a kid who needs us, and and so Buzz has learned the lesson that that Woody had to teach him um, is that I'm that that my boy makes me. Uh, worth something. And that is one of the reasons I've always loved Buzz Lightyear. I've actually used him. I, I used to be a, a kid's pastor. I talked to kids all over the country. And anytime I could, I would use this, this story of Buzz Lightyear who thought he was something and thought he was so important, but that importance was was empty. It was yeah. based on 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 uh, his own decisions and his, and his delusions. But when he finally gave up uh, that fake uh, uh, identity. He was then able to find out where his true uh, value came yeah. from, and so I'll leave it to you to find to add the spiritual part to that because I'm not a kids pastor anymore. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's morning, um, and, and we got the finale, and this is pretty much textbook, except that there's two finales. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's the finale to get Buzz away from Sid, and mm -hmm. then there's the finale that now we got to get on a dang truck. Yeah, which you know, which is what I was saying like uh, earlier that we kind of have two stories yeah. going on for a long time in this, where it's like I've got to get Buzz back and or for the toys' sake, but also we've got to get back to Andy, you know, Buzz back to Andy for Andy's sake. Yeah, know, we so. got to save Buzz. And then we got to save Andy. Yeah. It was more or less the deal. Um, but yeah, gathering the team, I always like breaking it down. Uh, literally, Woody talks to Sid's toys and befriends them, and they make up this amazing plan, which is so cool. I always love Ducky coming down on the string, yeah. and and then she he drops down, and the girl doesn't see him. It's genius. And then the the 
the toy car comes out and 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 he zips up with the toy car and scud the stupid dog gets locked outside and that's the first phase is we had yeah. to get rid of the dumb dog which i i, I will say that and that I was love executing the plan by the way so that- yeah, uh, this is where the movie starts to break down for me. Where oh. there's things that I have that are not believable. The light bulb yes, that I comes know, through. I know, I know. It's about all that. It's all stupid stuff like that. I but love the. You're, if you can accept toys being alive, I know. Alive, I'm totally kidding. Even if they are alive, they should talk through closed mouths. If you really want to get down to brass no, tacks. No, I know. I know. I'm just well, saying, plastic cannot change shape on its own accord. I no, I, I just I think it's great because the whole movie, like everything, is amazing. And then like right here, there's a couple little things. Things that I'm just like, you know what? There's so much else going on. That it's part like, this is yeah. very much is vi- it looks look, look like a video game. That part is yeah. always just the just it coming out and going yeah. back in. But th- that's where that's the liberties you can take in a kids movie. Oh, you know? absolutely. Well, and, and right, while we're on this specific spot, this to me is the synthesis of of the the two story worlds because now we have. Um, you know, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, like you said, Woody gathers the team and all that stuff and to execute the new plan, but it's Woody acting like a leader in order to get another toy, Andy's new favorite toy back to him in order to make Andy happy. And so it's like, he's accepted his role. Uh, Buzz has accepted his role that he's not a space ranger. He's Andy's favorite toy. And that's why they have to do these things. So this is the beginning of the, like, like I said, the synthesis of, of the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, just wanted to make sure to hit that as good, we move good. into the. Yeah. So um, uh, obviously um, executing the plan is to escape through Sid's house, uh, talking to Sid because uh, he said, because I love what he says that we're going to have to break a few rules because there's these rules. Yeah. <laughs> the toy rules, you know, I don't know what they are, but, but, uh, they, they come out and, and Sid, since he's not the villain, this is not the end of the story. He, yeah. he's just part of the, the, uh, environment. Well, he's a henchman. He's preventing them from getting back to Andy, but so. his, his lessons learned. He's scared of toys now. <laughs> and he's in therapy for the rest of his <laughs> natural life. Um, so they execute the plan. Hightower surprise for me um, was that the rocket makes them miss the car. I could also say that, you know, it kind of resets at this point and starts over the real finale. But I want to I want to just go ahead and keep going with it and say the rocket. He, he tries to get through the fence. Woody's in another situation where he could just go. Yeah. Or he comes back. But he comes back this time, not because he has to have uh buzz with him but because he he cares for this guy and that's proven because later on when he climbs up in the back of the truck he ignores all of his naysayers he's looking for something he's going to save buzz no matter what and it happens to be the rc car which is great um so hightower surprise is that the dog returns as well we thought we got rid of him he now he's back that fits the mold there and then dig deep down woody goes back for buzz and he faces his old friends. He's not acting selfishly now. He's doing it for Buzz and Andy. And we we get this great dog chase uh, with the with the car, um, you know. And then and then, I, the, the, oh, I remember how it hit me the first time. You know, they're they're the RC runs out of steam. You know, uh, Tim or uh, Varney. Uh, uh, Ernest Ernest couldn't couldn't help him out, you yeah. know. So, but they run out of batteries. They're down and out, and then oh, the match. And he and it's genius. Yes. Oh, you know when they wrote that, they were like, "We're going to put a match in this thing, and it'll be an awesome last minute save." And then somebody at the table said, 
what if the match goes down? And they all went, you know, their yeah. brains exploded. Because that's what happened to me when I saw it happen, and it still does. Yeah. And, man, they're down. Well, it's so great because they set it up where it's like <sighs> Homeboy puts the match yeah. in the pocket. And so you know, like, you're, you're just like, you're you're going, finally, I know what's going to happen. Oh, I figured it out. And then, like you said, it it, it, it is devastating. It's so brilliant. Yeah. So, you know, there's another, um, you know, the, the, the dig deep down. But... Um, it's it's really cool to me that you know he he obviously bows the the light comes through Buzz's helmet and and it's really cool here because uh, Woody and Buzz um, are 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 working together and they're synergy synergizing they light the rocket and then we get a synergy overload because Buzz has to carry Woody Woody has to carry his naysaying toy and save him. Um, Woody gets to use Buzz's catchphrase. Uh, Buzz gets to fly for real. So he gets the experience of being the best part of being a space ranger apparently was flying. Anyway, we got that identified. And then um, obviously they drop the, uh, the RC right into the back of the the wagon, which uh, pinballs everybody in the back of the, you know, they, they fall over. And then the greatest line in there for me is uh, you you missed the truck. We're not aiming for the truck, yeah. and because uh, it's about Andy, it's about getting there. And they they zoom up and drop yeah. right in. So well, and I love the fact that that Buzz actually. This is where we get that payoff of the call or the callback of you know I'm not flying or this isn't flying. It's falling with style, and uh, you know because that's again that's Buzz accepting. The fact that he is simply a toy, but right. like you said, he is kind of, I mean, he's flying, but he's, he's being, he's flying. He's, yeah, he's yeah. flying. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a great way to, it's great. to end that off. So, all right. So closing image, um, it's, it's got a lot of parallels to the open image and you know, I like that, um, it, instead of, well, the opening scene anyway, instead of birthday, it's, uh, it's Christmas, Christmas time yeah. now and, uh, and the toys, uh, they, they restate or actually, um, they both state that they want friend toys. You know, uh, you know, maybe I can have a, a something so I can be the dominant predator. It seems like everybody's learned a lesson here that it can be me and yeah. another toy that can be played with together. It doesn't have to be me or Woody, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Buzz is now the one worried, leaning on the t- squawk box yeah. there. And, uh, and they both have a place on the bed. Yeah, I have the other. They both have a place on the bed. They're both manning the the walkie-talkie, whereas in the beginning it was just Woody. Yeah, so I'm, I'm and right there's, with you. And there's imagery all around that that Andy has settled on, you know, that, that I can do both. You know, I yeah. have posters, I have, uh, and I can play with them. And then, of course, uh, uh, Puppy. That's yeah. a little stinger at the end. Yeah, I, I like the fact that they're, I mean, granted, this is part of the whole film, but it's like we're in a new house. So it's like, you know, there, there's everything about this. Is a, it's a whole He doesn't new, have to share a room with his baby sister. There you go. Yeah. So it's, he, yeah, so it works on that. But it's very good. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Can, can I point out my other two things that I didn't like about the end? Okay. The, the fact that when Woody gets up on the back of the truck, there's no lock holding the. The, the, the door down yeah so true. these this moving company that they paid all these these thousands of dollars they didn't put a lock on have there. you ever had a moving company movie? yes it was awful yeah I, then I'll never do it again then you should know that but. that is more believable than you might think the other thing is and maybe this was the rule in 1995 but as a father and about to be a father for a second time molly is in a car seat in the front seat of the car yeah, that, facing forward that was not the rules then 
Yeah, that that's part more drove recent. me nuts because again, it's only because I'm a dad now. Where I'm like, she's an infant. You can't no. put her up there like that. You can't do that. Yeah, we fought <laughs> over the front seat all the time. So that's hilarious. Yeah, and she's she gets to see <laughs> yeah. the toys moving and 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 can't say anything. Yeah. It's great. And uh, let me just say that this time through, I really paid attention, and all of the animation and the images and the characters really hold up, except for the humans. And I'm really talking about that little girl because she's spooky. Uh, Sid's good. Oh, Sid's sister. Yeah, no, she's good. She's good. I'm talking about the the three year old. Oh, there, Molly, Princess Drool. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. She's she's bad stuff. Um, there. Have you ever seen Tin Toy? The 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 short that this film's based off of. I have not. You want to see a scary baby? <laughs> Holy crap! You should see it. I bet you can get it on uh, YouTube any day of the week. All right, guys, that's it for this time. Uh, next week, we are not next week, week after next, we're going to be doing The Matrix. Uh, you might have heard about this movie. Unless my wife has a baby. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if she can just hold it for a little while. Uh, the Matrix. So make sure you watch it. And uh, feel free to send your comments and stuff like that to us. You can do that by visiting us online at moviebeatdown.com and you can follow us on twitter and facebook and all that stuff you can support the podcast for just a dollar an episode if you want you can visit moviebeatdown.com slash donate for more information you can email your comments and suggestions and movie suggestions and how i was right and paul was wrong to moviebeatdown at gmail.com and that is all thanks paul my pleasure i appreciate it and uh, we'll see all of you next time here on movie beatdown we didn't fight a lot this week I'm about to beat you up right now. Fair enough. <laughs> Visit NLCast.com for other great NLCast network shows.